0: Hello, welcome again to the Mike Thrays podcast. You're listening to your host, Mike Thrays Energy. Energy, Energy, Energy. Big theme for me at the moment, it's 432 when I've begun recording this. On a Saturday afternoon. And you know I'm probably not by now if you listen to a number of my episodes you will. I'm not beyond coincidences. I believe that everything does have Beyond purely the rational reason, there is some serendipity, synchronicity, meaning. At 432 Hertz is actually one of the powerful healing energy frequencies that's believed to be synonymous with a lot of healing meditation music that people use in healing. And if you go to have a Reiki session or maybe shamanic healing, which I've had a number of, perhaps you just also listen to want to uh, maybe a chakra cleanse or a chakra attunement, 432 is one of, hertz is one of the most common frequencies used to recalibrate them. And there's a certain meaning in that, and without going into too much detail around it, there's a lot of secreticity around the number 432 and even sacred geometry and the way certain angles are towards the sun. And if you look, if you're interested in this, You might want to Google it. But beyond 4.32 and and beginning this episode today on energy, what I'm wanting to talk about (laughs) more clearly is, I'm just laughing because someone just dropped their pants in front of me at the beach. (laughs) Split the atoms, split the bum cheeks of of an older gentleman. Um, But this is it, isn't it? Energy and human and frequency. I'm learning so much more lately that, more than what we actually do within the world and even beyond the way we think is how sovereign we are in our own space and this is something that's only really occurred to me recently having become more aware that I've when we go out into the world and I you know I'm aware that everything is energy and we interact we exchange but what I wasn't aware of was how much I was using others to affirm my worth on an energetic perspective, that we could have messy energy, that while we meditate and yoga and getting into nature, purifies that frequency as does listen to healing music and having shamanic healings, Reiki healings. A big reason to want to clear our energy is that we're not even aware that we can be absorbing other people's stuff, other people's stories, and quite likely, it's directed to how we feel about ourselves. So beyond that, and you're probably aware I've been big into the worthiness space, particularly the last 18 months to two years since I began the podcast, The worthiness is the work, that the reason we, we quite often strive for approval or we're, we're, we're moved in sort of directions that we need to have something so much or even in our relationship dynamics, some to fall over or we're trying to please and that, that pleasing cre- creates a, a contradictory, displeasing, rescuer, um, yeah, real disharmony environment. It's all connected to how we feel about who we are inside, isn't it? And while I'm very big on talking about how to let go of the conditional self, embody and I am unconditionally loving space, we could think it, can't we? We could study it, we can learn it. But ultimately how we embody it within the world is connected to how we hold up our own frequency, our own energy. But it's still the way we believe about ourselves, what we how we feel about ourselves, what whether we believe we're worthy or not that dictates how we react and respond in the world. And I do, I've been talking about this a lot with the iceberg effect. That it's the the parallel or the metaphor of the, the conscious and subconscious mind is that we could do a lot of work on the conscious level, we could be doing a lot of adjustments to the physical appearance and we can yeah, we could be having certain manicures done on that level. Artificial work to to fix up the way we speak, the way we look, and it's almost like the conscious can be focused on the doing, but the subconscious is the being. But the subconscious mind is creates ninety percent of the of the conscious doing anyway. So it's all below the surface. It's like people that go on a diet. Yeah, there's certain diets we can we're gravitated to. But unless the, the being, the, the worthy dimension below the surface, the identity, which exists below the, the, yeah, in the subconscious mind realm, unless that's changed also, it's quite like we'll yo-yo back into certain habits. And while that's a diet or body metaphor, it's also with our relationships, our money beliefs, our practices. And what I'm learning more and more is it's our energy that makes us attractive not only in terms of relationships, but also in work and abundance. So this is that secret for people that I, I guess I've already come across it and I've talked about a lot with Be Prosperity Conscious. My most recent book is about, yeah, embodying prosperity, but prosperity consciousness is ultimately worth consciousness, divinity conscious, I am consciousness. And this is the funny thing that seems to happen that around prosperity and abundance of flow and and interacting with others is that people are more likely to invest in your brand, whether your brand, your business is directly related to you or not. I still think everything's related to you, whether you're an employee or a business owner, everything you, the way you, you interact with the world, the way, the energy you bring into your, your work, your business is an employee or a business owner. That's how it's interacting with others. And people perceive that and they respond to that. And ultimately, to be a magnetic match for abundance and prosperity, it's about being worthy and prosperous already. So it's like whatever you're trying to sell, including yourself as a prospective relationship partner, you've got to value you, don't you? And it's just funny, yeah, tightrope in effect when we're, putting all this work into the self to want to fix and yeah step up into a higher vibrational reality. So ultimately we are improving it, but the, it can be somewhat of the trap when we we get stuck in the space of always needing to improve, then to fix. We've had certain improvements. We're a lot more conscious of what we used to be, and then we're stepping into our power. But there's still this space, particularly in the healer and the, the awakening and the rescuer energy. People call it empath. It's just anyone who's awakened their sensitivity rather than having to go out and keep trying to fix anyone else because we need to believe our, our worth is dependent on the fix and the rescuing. It's very important we actually say no to certain situations and have boundaries. And that ultimately helps us become more magnetic, more energetically cleansed so we don't have to continue... Get in the healings, get in the chakra cleanse, listen to the 432 hertz. What I'm finding around this, and I guess a couple of yeah, examples that I perhaps built into it more lately, is yeah, I've recently been doing a bit more work on my LinkedIn account, and depending on your environment and your work practice, whether you're a business owner and Social media is is quite often a a good way of interacting with people, particularly in the healing field. But for me, who was a professional, and LinkedIn isn't necessarily only for professionals or employees, but it was my background. I had eight, nine years in a a corporate role. But this is what I've I've had difficulty with, other than connecting with a few friends here and there. I've had a reticence about sharing who I'm who I've become, what my passion for spiritual awakening and shamanic healing and, and conscious manifestation and work with the Ascended Masters. Moving on archetypes, changing our thoughts and beliefs about reality, not getting vaccinated. I had a lot of these around this, which I wasn't aware of. They were below the surface. And while I, I may have talked about it with some intimate, close loved ones, there was a reluctance to to share, particularly in my professional networks, beyond just the, the level of safety. But what I've been encouraged to, particularly the last few weeks, I've done a lot more of this. Because the work's already done for me. I've built the brand, I've, I've, and you too may be in that space where you, you're becoming more organic and or authentic. So you're believing it, you're feeling it in some way, but there's still that, that, I guess that subconscious block can exist, which it did for me, that I was so reticent to, to connect with Former employees and 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 colleagues at work, people in the in the yes, a level hierarchy that I'd put on a pedestal because that is another indication too that we're not completely in our own authentic energy. That there's this space of putting people on pedestals, and it's funny. I, I what I did, I, I did. I've reached out to a lot of the old former work colleagues and uh, on LinkedIn, and almost immediately at all different levels, I've responded and connected back and. It's like all the stories I had around what would they think about me or who I'd become, I had it on such a pedestal. I was afraid of the, the feedback because I was putting them on a pedestal and not perceiving them and me as simply we're human beings and we had certain gifts and passions. And there's an awareness that a lot of them would actually be interested in the work and they've created and shit. They're interested in me beyond the work because they we related to each other in that Southern realm that we were actually... Beyond the human, there was this being a connection, it doesn't really matter what work we do or don't do. We're still ultimately in our own frame and have our own passions and beliefs. But what I th- I've had found difficult is this level of discernment where I was trying to keep trying to please everybody. there was this deep sense of fear of what happens when, if people disapprove of me. That connect the fear of the bad and what happens if they judge me for who I've become or what I am? At the same time, when we're doing the healing work and we're, we're consuming certain content and material and books and, and courses, I've also put them on the pedestal. How have they got all these things? What have they done? How have they reached that? And that's a space, isn't it? The student and the teacher, and there's a learning, as it is with my work at I, I put them in a certain space. But what I'm finding with this space of energy, and, and you may also be in that space, it gets to a point where you, you no know, longer just want to consume people's stuff. You don't want to be the... Yeah, the, I'm hearing whipping boy. That sounds a bit of a dramatic... You don't want to be the person who just feeds feeds the machine. Feeds other people's approval. And it's only really done because you, you're not believing you're fully worthy. So we could consume content and we watch certain things. We invest energy and it's not only into relationships and people... Situation. It's in entertainment. It's in the way we speak. It's in our workspace. It's where we go. Everything is energy. So ultimately our choice in this is where do we want to invest the energy, particularly if we are also valuable? How do we want to get a return on that investment? And this is what I'm finding, and you two may be in that space at this moment, is we do the work, we create we share, we embody, we bear who we are. But quite likely, if there's been that empathic sensitivity journey, that healing awakening journey, where we don't know what will become, the, the identity's been destabilised, and I guess we're rebuilding a new space of identity, beyond identity. We're, we're becoming okay with being spiritual. Ultimately, we still have a form that we were, that spirituality is expressed through. And it can be very easy to what what 's called replace the inventory when one identity goes we want to replace it with another it's understandable we want, but if the identity we're replacing was one of lack if we wanted to look through another one to to be of lack, if we've got to, if we're looking at our reality things we're not worthy to begin with, and hence we always look at the conditional. Possessions, attachments, relationships. If we have an awakening journey where okay, we've developed a lot more level of awareness, but we're still not feeling we're worthy till we've made it, until we've got the followers, got all the we've pleased all the others. It's a never-ending cycle. You've got to be the change. At the at some point, you've got to embody your own worth. You've got to believe that you're worthy. And while everything among, and everything can contribute to that vision, and it's not about being better than others. And ironically, it gets to the point where we stop seeing anyone as better or worse than. When we're seeing people as better or worse, then we're still in the space of division and duality. And we're actually seeing that we're we're comparing ourselves to others. And this is the funny thing you find with successful people, is they don't need to prove that success. They might have an appetite for achieving. They're quite likely in a, a goal-driven state. Look at—they don't need to prove who they are. They might have—they might wear sort of designer clothes or, or have lovely outfits, but quite commonly it feels natural to them. So getting and this—and they're interested in connecting with people who are also wanting to add value in their field, more than people that just want to consume all their stuff. It's a balance because it can be that respect. People we i produce books and and podcasts, and YouTube, and Instagram videos, and content, and I used to produce accounting ledgers, financial statements. I used to do taxation research of planning, and connecting with clients, and, and assisting them with their financial affairs. They were the functions that I performed, but my ability to relate to all them was how well I connected with them on a human level. How I communicated without putting people on a pedestal, being willing to actually treat people on a human level, not the pedestal. So this is the funny thing, and, and you may be similar, when we develop our content, we're learning our stuff, and there's and there's so many different ideas, the divine part of us ultimately will express naturally. And it, it seems to be in its own unique way. It's a connected to the, the unique purpose of the spiritual awakening, raising the consciousness of the planet of everybody. But ultimately, there seems to be many different ways to get the outcome, doesn't there? And while we study, we learn, we practice, and we research, it does get to a point where are you willing to completely value you? So that's what I'm finding with energy, and it's still a practice, and I feel I like will build on this in the, in the next few podcasts is I want to go in more authentic particularly in a relational yeah, relational or relationship driven basis I call it relational I guess it's how we're relating in, in the world because a lot of what I've what I write about and talk about I'm endeavoring to kind of collapse the conceptual and, and help change the conscious raise the high consciousness to a 5d non duality space but there's still how we relate to others is is, there can be a lag effect because while we believe we're worthy while we practice worthiness when we get down the world and we, we can be surrounded by other people who are not yet at that space it's very easy to be pulled back into that frequency isn't it but this is the trick stop tapping into other people's energy. Stop seeing that we have to rescue everyone, and even when we provide an impulse to add value, without someone else to help, we can come from the full cup perspective where we can give help. We said this, but we're not attached to how it's received, and that's the the trick in effect to to be in service to the reality, is to not care what other people think. It's that detachment. So it's like the Buddhist awareness awakening does lead us to this space of spiritual awakening, but then it's also being detached from that experience of awakening. This is just one aspect of the story. And it's a story that will continue going on. It's an infinite story that I am divine, unconditional loving presence. And because it's always going, we can never fix anybody. And it's not our job to fix. Not our job to rescue anyone. Not our job to keep ourselves low. And ultimately, when we keep giving away our power to others and trying to heal and help and rescue, we're actually out of alignment with our uh, highest vibrational frequency. We're kind of trying to lower dimensional space to relate to everybody, but they can't relate to you authentically because they sense you're not authentic, because you're trying to be like them. So, stop dropping the vibes. Stop lowering the space. Stop putting other people on a pedestal. Yes, we'll probably get some negative feedback. We'll get some judgment. We might get criticized, but is it really a self to be attached to that we're thrown at being critical of or being criticized by others? That's just a self and identity. And while it can hurt, ultimately if we're feeling hurt by that, we've put these people on someone on the pedestal. And ultimately, where do they fit in the, in the order of things in your own immediate family, many priorities? How are you want to share your gifts and talents in the world and embody a prosperity state of consciousness? Being prosperous is about being worthy, and being worthy ultimately it's about not having to fix everyone else. Worthiness is a state of not trying, not ethening, and although it's not a threat to ask for help, it's not attached to how the help is given or received, nor is it attached to how when you embody and you share your gifts, how that's received also. Thanks again for listening. Pray and attend. This is of real value for you. Energy is the work, isn't it? Energy is the thing. We're all energy, and in every seg, yeah, every segment, every single moment, we have the opportunity to come back to that loving frequency. But the love is not the conditional love. That's defining what we've proved and what we've done. It doesn't. It doesn't have a meter on it. Okay, you're less worthy now because you didn't help that person or do that thing or reach the outcome. Worthiness is a flow being dimension of how you feel internally. And how you feel internally is ultimately how you relate to others in the external. So rather than trying to fix everybody in the external, if you body the unconditionally worthy state within, the external must change. Bye for now.